And I'm sorry this sounds judgmental, but anyone who owns a bird is a sociopath. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think so. What are you doing? Why does it need to why do you need to have birds? Even with like gerbils and thing other animals like that that you put in cages, mm-hmm. they they have an environment in yeah. which they can sort of live and I wouldn't say Hamsters, thrive, yeah. but Hamsters, you can make little furniture for them. Yeah. You know, people do like the loop-de-loop little tunnels that they make for them. But a bird, it's like, what's? It just makes noise. The 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 i like the ideology around a bird is like freedom and flight, and to stick it into a cage in your living room, and yeah. then your living room just smells like shit. It's like, all the time. Yeah. You, all day. What is the ideology of a gerbil? The ideology of a gerbil. If I can ask, what's your interpretation <laughs> the of only gerbil time, ideology? Honest, I mean, in all honesty, when I think of gerbil, I think of like people sticking them up their butts for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and the show. So, as um, I forgot to tell you when we were driving over here, there's a spider web going from the side view mirror to my car. Okay. And there's a spider who lives on that web. Now, that spider has been on the side of my car for three weeks. Three weeks? Yes. And let me tell you something. When I first saw it, I got into the car. I was like going to work. And I noticed that, you know, over the weekend, the spider had just spun a web, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be driving on the highway. The web will fly away. You know, the spider will fly with it in its natural habitat. Uh, you know, the sky, and then it'll fall to the ground. And then, hey, that's nature. That's that's National Geographic nature, right? Sure. So I was driving on the highway, and all of a sudden, that spider was hanging on for dear life, and that web wasn't going anywhere. And it reminded me of Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, Tom Holland yeah, on the yeah, airplane. Yeah. And so I named it Tom Holland, and I have my own personal spider zoo on the side of my car (laughs) and check this out check this out this little fucker is so smart he when it gets too windy like when i get up to like 70 Mm -hmm. he crawls behind the mirror in between like the little crevice and he just chills there until i go to work and then he comes back out and then when i come out of work i say hey tom holland and i turn on the car and he hides in his little place but there are a few times where uh, a webbing will break while I'm on the highway, mm-hmm. and that motherfucker will go out there <laughs> and repair out, like, it. In the storm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. I got a little Tom Holland spider zoo on the side of my car. I love it. It's great. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Inferior Men, the podcast that brings you all things business from two complete failures. And I'm Chris, and I'm Steve. Hey, man, we're hey. inferior men. And uh, so let's get things started today, Steve. Well, uh, let me say one more oh, thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Is yeah, that either that spider's going to die and I'm going to be really upset, mm-hmm. or that spider's going to lay a shit ton of eggs <laughs> and my car's going to be <laughs> infested with little white spiders. 
<laughs> don't fall asleep in don't your car or you wake up and you're just in a yeah. cocoon of spider webs. Have you ever seen The Mist? Is that the one it's with the, the gorillas? Ki- no, the Stephen King horror movie where they're all trapped in a grocery store. Oh, no, I haven't actually seen Anyways, that one. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where one of the dudes, all these alien creatures are like attacking him and he's like hung up and he's like... And they're like, what's wrong? And he's just like, it hurts. And he <laughs> falls to the ground and baby spiders just come out of his stomach. <laughs> I love it. That's what's going to happen. I love it. Uh, so speaking of baby spiders, yeah. to start, <laughs> to start <laughs> off strong. Let's start off strong with yeah. a great t- transition. Speaking of baby sp- spiders, Steve, you came across a business uh, review for this week. Uh, now, it's not ne- necessarily a specific business, but it's more of an industry that yeah. we're going to talk a little bit more about today. Yeah, yeah. This is um, this is, this news has been a blazing, if you will, because hot sauce industry is through the roof lately. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? And you know what it's because of? It's because of the Tabasco, the new Tabasco flavor, Scorpion. It, wait, but it's just because of this? Well, that it, it helped. It certainly helped. Because think about it. When, so when you have a category, you know, like you have uh, the baby category, you have the hot sauce category, you have the chip category. When a new product of said category mm-hmm. gets launched and gets a lot of publicity, that category also just booms just for the sake of it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Sure. So if you, if Oreo cookie, you know, just launches a new cookie, you might not get Oreos, but you're like, I'm in the mood for cookies. And then subconsciously you just go and get cookies. Okay. See that theory? See that theory? I get it. It's going to bring more attention to it just because it's, it's new and shiny is what you're saying. Right. So like, because, because there's a new product in the industry that's new and shiny, it's going to reflect on the entire industry as a whole. So now the scorpion sauce they say is 20 times hotter than the original do you like hot sauce are you a hot sauce i guy? love i love hot sauce now, i love hot stuff yeah but how hot like i like hot stuff too but if i you know the old if i can't taste it then and i'm just crying and shit yeah myself. no i'm the same way so it's gotta it's gotta have good flavor because at the end of the day i'm still i want to the food like I, i'm not there for a dare i suppose if somebody was like hey do you want to try this this one wing and it's the hottest wing in the history of man sure i'll try it but i don't want to eat that for dinner i don't want to yeah. sit down and eat like oh entire- so you you would do it as like a, all right i'm going to eat this i would do it pepper. as a challenge yeah. like one bite of this but i'm not gonna do it as yeah you know i'm gonna eat a whole plate of this do you remember the spiciest thing you've ever eaten yeah um i i do remember so when i first moved to chicago i went to a picnic and there were, it was a picnic, a friend of mine, he was Native American, and he had these friends from China that were having a picnic down by the lake, and they were, they invited me in, they were very hospitable, and we were eating tripe at this picnic that they were just cooking up there, and it was the hottest food I have ever eaten. Tripe? Tripe. Mm. Uh, so it was just eat, sitting there eating stomach. Yeah. That was the hottest thing I'd ever eaten in my life. And you're, and not only that, that the food is so like that tripe is so chewy too, at least the way they prepared it. Mm-hmm. It was insanely hot. And I'm just sitting, you're just chewing it like bubble gum. 
and trying to get through all the heat. It was, and you're like surrounded by strangers and you're, Oh, and I'm yeah, new, you know, new, new city, new everything. It's like this new experience. And I'm sitting there eating a weird dish. That's the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. My, uh, my brother-in-law, I don't know if he was new to sushi at the time or relatively new or whatever, but he, uh, didn't know what wasabi was. And boy, he took two fingers scooped a whole bunch of wasabi and he hit the ground and it was the funny Chris look at me in the eyes it was the funniest fucking thing <laughs> I've seen in a while <laughs> not ever in a while in a while I've seen a lot of funny things in a things. bit in a bit I've so seen <clears throat> this article from USA today kind of went kind of kept going on the whole hot sauce thing um so they are saying that the growing demand for hot sauce stems is due to vibrant and growing immigrant communities which knew certain sauces in their native countries, and then Americans' willingness to try new foods. They say that a love of hot sauce spans generations. Millennials love new experiences, making hot sauce more on trend. You know everybody loves their sriracha. Everybody mm-hmm. is eating up their sriracha. Um, and so when you introduce like this new unusual condiment, everybody's got to try it. They got to try that new experience. Oh, 20 times hotter? Let me get... We, are, we as a human species are insane. We're just like, oh, is that thing hotter? Got to try it. Is that thing saltier? Got to try it. Is that thing more poisony? Well, let me try it and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also think, though, we're talking about condiments. And if, if everybody consumes condiments like I do, what's going to happen is the industry, yes, it's going to continue to grow until people have 18 different hot sauces in their in their cabinet. Yeah. And they're like, I don't. Do you ever know people like that who like have that many amount of a lot of stuff? And you're like, it's That's just, just too much. It's gross. Like, and you open up their fridge, and there's nothing in it. <laughs> there's like a styrofoam takeout thing, and lots and lots of condiments. But they have they have like ghost pepper sauce from every state yeah. that they visited. And for whatever in. reason, their fridge is really dirty, and there's like a lot of hair. Yeah. In it, and like, like somehow there's hair on the shelves. You're like, how? What? Where'd that hair come that's from? Gross. How I hope you that's gross. That's hair. I hope in that's here? corn husk hair. <laughs> Not human hair. <laughs> I well, so here's the thing. I, I think that with uh, with hot sauce, it, it it really it very much dovetails with craft brew. I think, and it's funny to read this article and see what how people are responding to this. Even uh, there's one comment here that says the popularity has just begun. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Oh my God, how many times do we have to hear about something that's like, it's never slowing down. Not stopping. Not stopping. Ice? Not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> like that, those are the things that aren't going to slow down. You know? Water. Oh, salt? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be a steady. <laughs> I just think that with this, there is going to be a breaking point. We're going to see it just like we did craft beer because... When you have a market like this that opens itself up to something that's simple for people to make and it won't take hot a lot sauce? of yeah it's not going to take a lot of overhead to to start oh, your I own hot saying. sauce company yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to have a lot more independence and so then you're going to get into the situation where you just have um a total what is it uh what were you saying last week it's like paralysis by analysis paralysis analysis paralysis yeah. right so we're over we're overwhelmed by the amount of choices that we have same thing's going to happen in hot sauce and until you're breaking until you're like breaking through and saying whether it be marketing or just saying we're the hottest of the hot 
how are you really going to start to differentiate yourself at that point? I mean, you'd have to kill someone with how hot it is. Right. You would have to, you would have to be like, if you want to purchase this, you need a waiver. Yeah. Cause each, you know, like you watch enough hot sauce videos and sometimes I go down that rabbit hole on YouTube of just watching people eat a bunch of, you ever see the one where the kid uh, swallows the ghost pepper hole in like the high school <laughs> and he just, he just immediately starts crying and like think that he's going to die. Right. At, after a certain point, it's just like, it's all the same thing. It's people crying. It's too hot. I think panic. there's, yeah. And I think there's like a human challenge with it. Right. Like what you're saying yeah. is that anybody can go to the store yeah. and buy something really hot and be like, I'm going to challenge myself mm-hmm. today. I'm going to try to eat this hot pepper. I'm going to try to eat this hot sauce. But, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not uh, the industry stays that way, I think it's also, you know, sure. Well, they're projecting that it goes up. They project it. It's already close to 1.4 billion industry hot sauce. That's fine. I just also think it's kind of strange to be like it's just because there's more, um, there's more Hispanic and Asian people in America is why the the industries increased. Yeah, I mean that's what this article says. I I still stand by my theory of just like people get so hyped when a new thing comes that they then explore the category. You know, like right when when a new video game for PS4 comes out, I. I'm interested in that, but that also opens up to all the other PS4 games that I haven't been thinking about. Right. And and I I never am going to, I'm not going to assimilate the increase of hot sauce sales because there are more um, Hispanic and Asian people in America. If anything, sure, they're going to, they're going to bring the culture with them, but Mm -hmm. they're also not necessarily going to be coming here to buy every single different type of craft hot sauce there is. Right. They're going to, they may like hot sauce. They may have their favorites, but that doesn't say that they're coming here just to purchase (laughs) all these like small batch craft, um, hot sauces. So anyway, I, uh, but Scorpion hot Tabasco sauce isn't a craft hot sauce, just to be clear. It's just like a because you can't really call Tabasco a craft hot sauce. Company. No, but everybody's trying it. I mean, yeah. I I went to a street fair. Oh, really? Last week, and they had scorpion well, sauce. Well, Pepsi has their own. Like it's like eighteen ninety three now, and they're like, here is the soda. Mm. What it would taste like, you know, over and- a century ago. <laughs> and I tasted it. And I was like, tastes like cola to me. Wait, what? It tastes like cola. Eighteen what? It's I think I believe it's called eighteen ninety three. And where did you have this? I had it at a street fair recently. <laughs> Edgefest. Someone ripped you off. It was free. They were giving out free samples. They're like here, and then the whole the whole the whole hook is like it's made with real sugar. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. It was supposed to be like an old recipe. Like here's how we here's how we used to do it. This is whenever this is when cola was cola. And I'm like, what about when you guys put cocaine in it? How about that? Remember when you get some of that? Do you guys remember when you did that? Can I get some of that as a free sample? <laughs> yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> Give me the real, real stuff. But that was, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, every week we do take your questions here at Inferior Men. Uh, so if you would like to send us your questions, you can just send those along to our Twitter account at Inferior Men, or you can email them to us at Inferior Men Pursuit. I Very got good. it. You at got it. Gmail.com. Nice. I got it. I got it. I got it. First time ever. Um, all right. So. First question of the night. This yeah. is from Amanda Dunfee from Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Uh, Amanda says, I like your show. I don't always get it. 
Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we don't either. Great. We so, don't. Amanda, <laughs> if you only knew. If you had any idea <laughs> how little we get it. Anyway. Or does she make doesn't like I don't understand. Yeah, don't like she just can't she, quite. She, she can't keeps wrap listening her to it. Yeah, though. she likes. She gets it enough to submit a question. She likes the show. She's willing to write a question. Or she can't receive it sometimes. Yeah, Maybe. that's right. She like physically she can't, cannot. Like maybe. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, producer Drew, you have to look into that's that. Bad. That's yeah. your bad. Yeah, if she doesn't Drew, get the content, that's our bad. <laughs> yeah, it, and yeah, if and Amanda, if you if you're having trouble finding it, you can find us at Google Play and Stitcher. There you go. Right? There Very you go. good. And, Very good. And please subscribe. Uh, so anyway, so what she has to say is, I like your show. I don't get it. Always get it. Sorry. Anyway, I work at a department store at the mall. The store recently sent out $5 off coupons with no minimum purchase. A lady has been coming in a lot to buy things with them. I finally asked her where she got them all, and she said she works at the post office. Mm. There's nothing on the coupon that says one per person or anything like that, so Mm -hmm. what should I do? This lady stole them, right? But I don't know if it's my place to say that I can't accept them. I'd ask my manager... But I'd be afraid I'll get in trouble for already having let this person use so many. Help. I don't know. Well, so first Boy. of all, uh, like working in marketing, not forgetting a disclaimer like one per person or select stores only is the biggest nightmare you can ever have when doing a promotion. Oh, my God. Because there is no reason people can't take advantage of that. There's of no reason. And, and why shouldn't they? Yeah. And why shouldn't they? Yeah. I, I remember a few times like in my career of that almost go- getting out the door or going to the printers, but luckily printers send you proofs. Yeah. And, and thank Christ that someone found that because <laughs> I, I would have not slept like that because that, you get these crazy people like what Amanda's describing who will take it, who read mm-hmm. the fine tooth comb or no, read the fine print with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. Every coupon they get. Of course. Those coupon fanatics. Right. There are those uh, Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. Exactly. I'm not sure if you're... Are you aware of like the whole thing with them? So they always come out and mm-hmm. they always expire and they always say, sure. well, you got to use them by this time mm-hmm. or you can get 20% off. If you don't use them by this 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 point, right. then they're worth 10%. But if you take those things in, they can be 10 years old. You can show yep. them at the counter. They will give you 20%. The, the stores do not obey. They put fine. They put the fine print on there. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it's just understood that they will not acknowledge the fine print that they put on their own coupons. Yeah. It's amazing. To well, me. It's, impo- it gets, it's impossible at a certain point. that When you have so much of that direct mail promotion out there, because it's, you know, like that's the formula that they've built and it works for their business model, but no one can keep track of that shit. So finally, you you know that they just threw their hands up and they're like, ugh, just as long as they're buying all these like crock pots and if you give and, Yeah, if you the, give people 30 coupons, yeah. the fact that they're in the store buying it. Yeah. What and how but, many but arguments are that, they having like, with people? It's just not worth it. The you know when when you get a coupon for Bed Bath and Beyond for like a memory foam pillow, mm-hmm. and you're like, I want to get a pillow this weekend. You know, you're not walking out of Bed Bath and Beyond with just a memory foam. Hell pillow. no! And that's how they get you. That's they're exactly like, yeah, how they get we'll you. give them these coupons for twenty percent off, but they're mm-hmm. gonna buy a shit ton because they're gonna be like, ooh, green spatulas, <laughs> ooh. 
yeah. foot massager. Yeah, I need and three I different sizes of yeah, exactly. yeah, of potato racers. Right. But anyway, so her question was, so the woman works at the post office, which that seems like a federal fence somewhere in this situation. So yeah, so <laughs> first off, you could, number one, you could probably call the police and say, hey, I, I am, this woman told me that she's stealing mail. She, she works at the post office. Told me she's stealing mail. So number one, there's that. Number two, um, I hate to disparage people that work at, you know, that are working for a living. But at the same time, a lot of these companies, if you're working at a department store at the mall, they're probably not paying you enough to care. Really? You're talking about Amanda? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and this isn't like any offense to her, but, you know, you you stand to lose something if you say something Yeah. in this situation. And if you say nothing, you stand to lose nothing. So why not just take the coupon? You're not – nobody's really getting hurt. And if that's the company's fault for doing it, like you were saying – you're in the marketing yeah. side of things. If, that, not, if you made the mistake, that's on you. It's not Amanda's fault. Right. Maybe she wants to report this lady to the authorities about stealing mail. Yeah. But in terms of the fine print on the coupon, that's not on her. Well, it's not on her. That's the main, that's the main headline. But if you want, if she does care about her place of business, and they are just $5 off coupons, there's two sides to it. There's the side where... It sounds like this is like an older lady who like will do anything for a discount. So to that point, I would just be like, just let the baby have its bottle. Like, just let her have it. <laughs> she doesn't have much in life. Just let it. Let her have it. But then if you really care about, you know, forecasted sales and like, you know, like $5 off what this lady comes in a lot. But maybe let's say it's every day. That's a lot of money when you add up when you add that up. It is. It is. <clears throat> all in all, I say let it go. I say I say let it go as yeah. well. I, I don't think it's worth bringing it up. I would say maybe bring it up to the manager just so that you can show to them that you're not an incompetent yeah. sort of rubber stamper of yeah. an employee that's just going to be like, all right, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Show that you care a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's not your position to like go and change this thing. And at the second time, I would call 911 immediately. <laughs> re- nine. One one yep. immediately. Could you imagine and report this woman? Just the biggest SWAT teams running this little old lady's like ranch house in the suburbs, <laughs> and they just like break down the door, and she's just got bags of these coupons, but they can't find her because she already jumped through a window, and it's like just getting into her Volkswagen Beetle and just like cruising down the side street. Well, we're actually going to talk about Beetles in just a bit, uh, but before yeah, we get there, before we get there. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about an article that we came across in uh, Gizmodo this week. And so the the title was, The Future Will Be Full of Lab-Grown Meat. Um, <clears throat> so some of you may be aware of this, but in 2013, the world's first lab-grown burger was unveiled to the world, but it carried a 330000 dollars price tag. And apparently, it wasn't all that tasty, but... The scientists behind the idea have been hard at work, and our artificial meat that's both cost-effective and palatable may arrive sooner than we think. The meat industry is a huge competitor, com- contributor I'm sorry, to humanity's environmental footprint, accounting for some 18% of our total greenhouse gas emissions. And that number is deceptively low because it includes roughly 40% of methane and 65% of nitrous oxide emissions, 
which are respectively 23 and nearly 300 times more potent climate warming agents than carbon dioxide. So what are you thinking about this, Steve? In terms of this, it looks like they are developing this lab meat here that's going to use approximately 7 to 45% lower energy, 78 to 96% lower GHG emissions. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, 99% lower land, land use, obviously, because there's no land involved, really. And 82 to 96% lower water use, depending on the product compared. I'm, it, it, there's not an, so what is, is it not meat? It's technically not meat. So what happened was they, they, they did some taste testing with it initially. It didn't taste what, right. And what they figured out was the main thing that it was missing was fat. So now they have to create a synthetic. Was a pig. Now they have to create a synthetic <laughs> fat to replace uh-huh. real fat. You're making synthetic fat. God. We are, we are I mean, dumb assholes. We're all dumb assholes. So sure, I, I think my approach to this is the way I approach any sort of... Uh-huh. I'm not a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, but I can totally... Have you ever behind. been a vegetarian? No, I never have. And I, I've even... I had a, a girlfriend way back when that was a vegetarian for years. And I we lived together. It was fine. And I ate a lot of vegetarian at that point. I rarely ate meat. Is that why you broke up with her? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, but, but, but the thing that always boggled my mind was I actually like vegetarian cuisine. What I always found weird is the meat substitute component of it. Mm -hmm. And that if we can't, if you can't adapt as a vegetarian to just not eat meat, like if you're a vegetarian and say, I need to have fake buffalo chicken wings it's mm-hmm. like what are you doing yeah like what do you why do you why do you, why do you need like that though cheating. but yeah. why do you have to have a meat substitute because they want that taste like you either just choose to eat it or mm-hmm. don't eat that yeah like because the stuff that's in that is not very good for you like and in the in the processed fake meat it's so processed mm-hmm. it's it's like Velveeta. it's yeah. like Velveeta cheese of meat yeah and when we're looking at something like this I can't help but to think of Mars, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. The planet. And the planet. Mm-hmm. But we look at this, we're like, yeah, if we just made meat in labs, we could do X, Y, and Z. We could save all this farmland. We could save the ozone. We could do all of this. And it's like if we just ate black beans instead, we would solve this exact same problem. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have to pay all this money. It's just, it seems like to me, we've, we're shifting the focus. We want to shift the focus and the blame to something else mm-hmm. that's going to cure a problem that we can fix right here, right now. Well, so the ultimate goal is to just, uh, well, okay. To me, that th- theory, I hear, I'm, I'm following what you're saying, but people want to eat meat. So I think what they're saying is that because people want to eat meat and we have to do all this stuff to get them meat. We might as well lower all of the percentages of the nitrous oxide and carbon dioxide. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. So it's not like, okay, well then just don't eat meat because people are like, we don't, I don't want to eat beans. I want to eat, I want to eat ribs. You know, I don't want to eat beans. Mm-hmm. I, but what I don't get about this whole story is what is the end goal besides reduce, like, are we, do we have a meat problem? Mm-hmm. Are we running out of meat? Anytime soon? No, I th- I think the main issue is that are we going to Mars to sustain to sustain, <laughs> but to sustain the amount of meat that we want is environmentally 
impossible. Mm. So there is going to be such an environmental impact in order to constantly eat hamburgers and ribs and steaks and things so like that. So what about the recent news that we <laughs> we read about two episodes ago of choking chickens with the controlled atmosphere stunning? Controlled atmosphere stunning. What's that doing to our carbon footprint? What is it? Carbon dioxide? So, well, carbon monoxide so we, is the main... Well, yeah. So we got okay, Tyson yeah, right, doing this right, right. and these scientists doing that. Yeah. We're just evening it out. It's just, we're just balancing it out. <laughs> scientists are like reducing all of this uh, percentage and, uh, and uh, uh, Tyson is just increasing all the gas. And I, one last thing I do want to like just kind of put a cherry on this. Here's the thing. With all of this stuff, I always find it absurd because I think in the long run, it's not it's not a solution. It's like thinking we can go to Mars because when Earth dies, we'll just go to Mars and live. It's fine. It's like, how about we just fix the problem in front of us? Yeah. But also, I look at this as, as a way of innovation. And even though we may not necessarily find, you know, a, a mass-produced sure, 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 sure. thing out of this, yeah. um, it's basically how, like, 3M operates. We... I had an old high school art teacher. It's like, those are the happy accidents. Mm -hmm. And I always think about that when I'm creating something or making something. It has nothing to do with the end goal, but you come across so many things along the way that will change change life. And I think that's really what we're going to find from this, not that end lab created burger. It's like Reese's. That's how we have Reese's. It was a happy accident. (laughs) (laughs) Got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You got my peanut butter and my chocolate. Uh, all right <laughs> thank you steve yep all right so you got you you came across something that i thought was really great with these cyborg beetles yes but before we go over to cyborg beagle beetle land okay we should a, take a short happening? break oh my goodness all right just to hear a word from you know our sponsors or not even our sponsors just to hear a word from people who do it better <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right Either back. way, we're going to take a break. <laughs> hey, I'm Scott. And this is Dan. And we are the hosts of the Push Off Podcast right here on Universe Head Network. The nickname we're giving it on the network is actually Superior Men. That's right. Uh, you've been listening to Inferior Men, as we call them as Superior Men. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are the Supermen. More of an Uberman. Oh, this got away from me. I was going to say Ubermensch. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're nope. just general good guys talking about football for about an hour at a time. That's right. So uh, if you like what you're listening to, and if you got some interest in the NFL football world, come check us out. We're right there at the same place, universehead.com. If you don't like football, well, still listen to it because we're just funny in general. I think we are. <laughs> um... We do all sorts of things. We'll talk about fantasy football. We'll give you our picks on the, the week upcoming. Maybe some things you can put money down. Nude juggling. Well, we do nude juggling now. Is that right? We do. Uh, this week. Check hey, it out. Check it out on the Push Up Head Podcast and the subscribe Push Up Podcast. So what you were saying about like the lab meat uh, not being the end all be all of what they're trying to do, yeah, um, and they'll find something. And then you said the during the break you were saying the post-it note, 
Yes. The post-it note example. Yeah. Where like they just came upon post-its. Yeah. When 3M, you know, when they're coming up with ideas, a lot of it's just like, hey, we've got an open lab. We're going to. Yeah. Like our end goal was here, but we're going to find, we're going to create eight different products as we get to that. So it reminded me of a story I read. Um, I think it was in the, the power of habit. One of those, those books that kind of just go into, uh, why, how you can get out of a habit loop and what habits are. Okay. So Procter and Gamble, they're like science side of the company, um, Mm -hmm. where they test the chemicals and all that jam. Uh, the dude who was a big smoker, one of the scientists, he was experimenting with chemicals one day and he went home and his wife was like, hugged him, kissed him and was like, did you quit smoking? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, why? Like he had like tw- 20 that day <laughs> and she's like, I don't smell you. And that's how they came up with Febreze. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But, but the reason why it has that, I think I'm telling this right the reason why it does have a smell is because the stuff that didn't smell had like this film on it this like sticky film and so they couldn't every time you'd spray it everything would have a film on it i was gonna say so because febreze a, is not that perfect oh and if man. that woman thought that like right a couple sprays of febreze is gonna right. is gonna cover up an entire pack no. of cigarette yeah. smoke then <laughs> have you ever smelled an apartment that has febreze cigarette smokes it smells Worse. It's worse. Yeah. It's like when you have that really cheap air freshener and yeah. you're like, I'm just going to take a, a massive shit in this toilet and then I'll just spray this cinnamon scented yeah. air freshener over top of it. My dad used to smoke while he took a shit. <laughs> Let me tell you. And my bedroom was right across the hall from that bathroom. That's the, look at me in the eyes. That's the smell of hell. That's brimstone. It's worse than brimstone. Uh, before we left, we were um, we were just about ready to talk about uh, some cyborg beetles before yeah. uh, producer Drew just cut us off. God. My just Lord. Just stickler. He's back. He's, he's back. back. Producer Drew. Yeah. Last week, we had Engineer Pat. Engineer who's, Pat. Who's great. Yeah. He's great. But he's a little more pious, this guy. Yeah. He's, jeez. Old, pious Engineer Pat. <laughs> Producer Drew is like when dad's home, when you're alone, home alone with dad and mom's mom's away. Yeah. He just lets you do, he lets you eat all the ice cream you want. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and then when she gets home and gets mad, he screams at you for eating all the ice cream <laughs> as if he had nothing to do with it. He throws, your own dad throws you under the bus. Yeah. Like, I told that little shit. I told him. They did it anyway. You're upsetting your mother. Um, We're going off all kinds of we tangents. Are. Uh, cyborg beagle, beetles. Let's yes. just jump to it. Yeah, let's do it. Jump in. Uh, producer Drew, have you heard of cyborg beaters? Beetles? <laughs> beaters? Beaters? No, I haven't. No. Uh, I think you would like this. I mean, I've heard of them in like sci fi. Yeah, sci fi. So, uh, Singapore, they're doing experiments on actual beetles. Mm-hmm. Um, and back me up here, Chris. They're putting electrodes on like the arms and the wings right yeah they're basically they're basically implanting electrodes on these beetles the whole some of the ideas are that they can use these beetles to get into cracks of buildings so say a building collapses uh there's some sort of natural disaster or something like that they want to be able to control these beetles with remote control to have them crawl into uh, small crevices and things like that so they can find people in rubble or whatever it might be. Yeah, Motherboard actually released a video of it this past week mm-hmm. um, of this guy going to 
experiment and see what the the gist is. And I I thought it was robotic beetles, but these are actual beetles that they're using to control with this this like Wii remote. Yeah, it's interesting too because I mean the thing is I, I believe like they're able to um but this is kind of like an an old thing in a way cuz I think I remember like as a kid like them taking electrodes and stuff like that and putting it on grasshopper legs after they've like torn it off of a dead grasshopper and being able to make it move. See, now I don't I'm not the biggest bug advocate, but is this isn't this shit illegal? Like doesn't this violate some PETA laws? Singapore. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're not we're not in the United States here. We're in a whole different so country. So Singapore can do all this stuff to beetles? I mean, if their government's okay with it, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I I think that that's probably the the bigger question about this is yeah. less about, hey, can we put small electrical charges into an animal's body to make its muscles involuntarily move that is that's a big dilemma i think in terms of where do we go starts with bugs then it goes to rats then it goes to lizards then it goes to fish i'm not done then it goes to uh bigger fish Mm -hmm. sharks Mm -hmm. then it goes to turtles Mm -hmm. then it goes to rabbits Mm -hmm. meerkats Get the whole rodent family out of there. Okay. Not sure if meerkats are rodents. Then you move on to cats, small mm-hmm. cats, domestic cats. Then you move over to big cats, lions, jaguars. Okay. Yep. Transition over to the canine department. Sure. Start with little chihuahuas, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Sooner or later, we'll have blue whales that we're controlling as submarines. Oh, shit. I just thought of a great movie idea. <laughs> <laughs> you have Elon well- Musk. No, hang on. Bear with me. You have Elon Musk who's controlling all of these cars, right, with AI technology. And then you got these Singapore dudes who are controlling whales. <laughs> and whales. suddenly it's World War V. That's the future. Robots versus in, animal In cyborgs. 200 years, we will look at the fools fiddling with nuclear warheads and say, huh. If you guys only knew the power of blue whales. Of cyborg blue whales. If you only knew, if we could just stick that electrode on a great white shark. Oh, man. Could you imagine? If you had a whole pack of orcas just at your disposal, you're controlling them with a Wii remote? Come on now. You'd be like a cooler Aquaman. Dude, what if you had, like, a little child was just splashing in the water Mm -hmm. in Ocean City, Maryland, like, la, 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 la. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. a pack of 60 killer narwhals just come in and just start just tearing that gore why do you 60 nar- why do you need 60 why narwhals? not it's why wouldn't kid. you swarm everything you would get every animal and swarm it yeah. what about a swarm i would a, do a swarm of blue whales i would do a swarm of piranhas <laughs> the plankton wouldn't know what hit it um but here's my thing about this beetle experiment okay like so the idea you were saying earlier the idea is like to send them into 9-11 situations where they can go through the rubble yeah but like rocks beat beetles like you can crush beetles with rocks so why not have little robotic beetles why are we doing actual actual beetles yeah i think it's, it's a, cheaper i guess it's probably cheaper, yeah, it's probably cheaper. to a degree I think just there's just beetles. way more God complex behind it, though, right? Which one? This way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Taking, taking another life form and being like, we're going to control you involuntarily. Yeah. And regardless of, you know, what that, what the consciousness of that 
animal yeah. or insect is, there's still some really fucked up stuff going on here to be like, we're this is a live thing and we're going to make it do whatever we want it to yeah. do. It was funny, though, that the reporter who was doing this story uh, is like, can can I try one of the beetles? Can I try flying one of the beetles? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. He immediately just runs it into a wall. <laughs> Flies it right into a wall. Yeah. And it just dies, and then there's all there's all your grants. Yeah, they're like, oh, that was a that was a ten thousand dollar. Yeah, that was a ten thousand dollar bug. But I like I like I'm glad that we touched on. Uh, I thought it was going to be a food episode, but we always got to tie it back to that technology because you know our man Musk. We got to talk. You know, we, we always gotta gotta, we always got to get our good guy Elon yeah. in there. Um, although well, you did is, say it was going to be a food episode. Yeah, it is still. But. Uh, Go Wait, ahead. let's go. I think this is a perfect uh, segue to the iPhone. Okay. Didn't you find something with the, uh, a very, 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 very good song? Oh, yes, I did. Let's so, talk about that. Yeah, I, I think it's a really funny thing. So in with an iPhone, uh, as I'm sure many of you have, um, if you immediately plug it in, it's going to, on the music app, is going to immediately start playing the song that comes first alphabetically in your library. So... This dude came up with a track called A A A A A A Very Good Song. It's 10 minutes of silence. It's selling right now and is what where is it right now? It is 79th place on the iTunes song chart in the US. It's ahead of Ed Sheeran and Gallo- Ed Sheeran's Galloway Girl and Dua Lipa's New Rules. It's it's been as high as forty fourth place. People are paying a dollar for ten minutes of silence to put on their iPhone just so that it can give them a few minutes to get their tracks figured like out set up. for when they're on their car. Isn't that amazing? But does he get does he get money for it? Of course. Wow. It's his. He owns that. He he has created a track with with five a's in front of it mm-hmm. that's absolute silence and what like the inner like that is the epitome of capitalism mm-hmm. right yep. there finding an interstitial space yeah. and exploiting it and right. he's done it to a t yeah. to a t and anybody out there that's listening to this podcast right now if you want legit business advice this is it right here this is the the a a a a a very good song. That's how you got to run your business. You find those interstitial spaces. But what's funny is that we don't we don't need that. Like I don't use that. I don't need a song that doesn't play anything before. I just I I get into my car. I plug the auxiliary cord in, and then you know I'll I'll cruise on Spotify for a second until I find what I want, and right. then I'll play it. But there are to your point, it's the definition of capitalism because some people will just buy into it. This is like this is like the clapper of iPhones, <laughs> right? Where you have yeah. a where you have a lamp where you can clap <laughs> and it turns pet on. This is the and pet, pet rock. rock. Yeah, yeah. Pet rocks, <laughs> all that crap. Like they figured it out on a digital level. It's perfect. It's exactly cuz because yes, it is it is so easy for you and I we could say, "Hey, we could just make a track yeah. if we wanted to." That's yeah. 5 minutes of silence. 95% of the people out there probably cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And so if Wait, you, why? Just technical prowess. They cannot figure out how to do it. They wouldn't want to spend the time to learn how to do it. It's just easier for them to spend 99 cents to put a silent track on there. And it's To fodder. plug in an auxiliary cord? 
it's and it's potentially just fodder too, right? Yeah, it's like insane. To say, hey, I I paid a buck for a track of ten seconds. You of and silence. I, you and I gotta, you you and I have to come up with an idea like this. We have to get on. We have to find this kind of idea, Chris. I know. We, we I mean, we're gonna get there one of these days. Maybe through this show we can. We no, can definitely through this show. All right, you're right. This is a this is a blood pack. Yeah. If you guys can't, you guys, well, you this guys certainly pack. can't see us right now. But Steve and I are both slitting our, we're slicing our arms from the wrist the whole way up oh, to yes. the elbow. Drew, sorry, sorry, Drew, just Drew. look away. It's okay. Producer Drew. Drew, be cool. Drew, engineer Pat would be fine with this. Drew, just look at me in the eyes. Do not look at my arm. There's a, I know there's a lot of blood on the table right now, but just pretend like it's Jello. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but I, I really do. I think this is the kind of stuff that's genius. Obviously, it's not going to stick around forever. But I love stories like this. I love when people find those little, oh yeah, those little it. moments to exploit, and yeah. they do it, and it works. And God damn it, good for them. Yeah, good I for agree. him. I love cheers. it. Cheers, cheers. Let's let's make the clink. We're noise. gonna cheers. Yeah, oh, you can hear it. it. Worked. You could hear it. It worked. Um, well, cool. So. So speaking of not good ideas, <laughs> speaking of ideas that are just run into the fucking ground mm-hmm. year after year after year. Okay. M&M's. What about them? That's not my issue. Okay. Just came out with white pumpkin pie fucking flavor. Another also, wh- pumpkin goddamn flavor. What's white pumpkin pie? That's a good question. <laughs> what is? Well, there are white pumpkins, right? Like you can you see those. I just don't know what the difference of the yeah. taste is. I think it might just because they wanted to include white, like M&Ms. whipped cream. Oh yeah, or the something. whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not like white pumpkin. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Steve. So I this this just came about like through you know my different feeds today. I've just like enter the new white pumpkin pie M&M's made with oh white chocolate. That's the deal. That's the deal. This is an article from Food and Wine uh, that I'm reading from. It started hitting the shelves last week just as the pumpkin flavored foods craze is ramping up in anticipation of autumn. Now, this was on the cusp. This was on the heel of me reading about uh, Starbucks uh, coming out with um, ground coffee, pumpkin spice latte that you can buy in grocery okay. stores. Like you can buy on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. And not just the grounds, but then you can also buy, uh, what do they call it? Um, like you can uh, drink it right away. There's a specific name for it. But you know what I mean, like in bottles, essentially. Okay, okay. Uh, just like a cold press coffee or something like oh, that. Oh, PSL but, is what they call okay. it. Um, and Pumpkin spice lattes, is that what that means? Yeah, so PSL? ready to drink <laughs> bottle... <laughs> Ready to drink bottle PSL. But it's ridiculous. Like, here's the, uh, do you, pumpkin pie, right? Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's great. You know, family, Patty Hun, my mother makes Patty. a mean fucking pumpkin pie. Oh, she she's got, does. she's got like a pecan mm. sugary crust at the bottom mm-hmm. and just goes to town and it's better when it's the leftover pumpkin pie. Like, right. It's good warm, but once that like pecan and caramelized sugar just starts to like seep into that crust. Oh, it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't need that many pumpkin things in my life. You don't, but there's there's been a huge craze for it. I, even why, when I Chris? Well, because it sells and and people are willing but why? to why? They I I think it's partly probably like a nostalgia, right? I, I I think there's something about it where people are like when I taste peppermint i think at christmas i think of good times even though nobody ever really has a 
great Christmas. <laughs> no one has a great Christmas. Well, isn't that when the maximum amount of suicides are? Like most of the time. No, that's the mo- I think that's a myth. I think the, <laughs> really the most suicides I think are in spring. We'll have to check fact check that. We'll fact check that. Yeah, but I think that there there are these are these are these are nostalgia flavors. Like, but when we talk about pumpkin flavored stuff too, I always think it's funny because. It's not pumpkin flavored. It's just nutmeg and cinnamon. It's a pumpkin spice. They aren't actually, t- they don't taste like an actual squash. Yeah. I, I, the pumpkin spice latte has been around forever and it's been such a trend forever. It just won't die. It's like a zombie. It won't die. And it's, I think you're right. It's nostalgia, but I think it's not as noble as just traditional nostalgia because now it's everyone wants a photo on their Instagram of every year them being snapped with a pumpkin spice latte. It's like when those unicorn Starbucks drinks came out, everyone flooded to the Starbucks to get a Snapchat or a photo of them with the unicorn drinks. Yeah, there's there's a tradition around it now too. I think for these, it's it's its own tradition. The tradition has come away from Thanksgiving and family and childhood, and is now just like, oh, that time of year again. Starbucks got PSLs coming out. My gotta pick mine up. It's it's interesting to me too because uh, when you know when I was in the craft beer world, um, pumpkin beers were like a big thing, and they still are. but I used to have people ask me, hey, do you, are you going to make a pumpkin beer this year? As a small craft brewery oh. in the city, I would always say, absolutely not. Why? Well, walk into Target in August, and there's already 15 of them in six ninety nine six-packs because they're already trying to give it away. Like These places are brewing a beer that they know they can't sell everything of, so they automatically put it on discount, and it's a race to... It's insane. What? A few that's, years but, but ago, that's, there were pumpkin beers released on 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. <laughs> I went to a 4th of July party, stopped to pick up beer. There was pumpkin fucking beer. Uh, at who? Who's going to drink it? Uh, and it's always like, it's a race to who can get there first. Yeah. And the only reason why we care is because everybody's racing to get there first that they're releasing it so much earlier. Yeah. It's the same thing with Christmas. Where, any any of those decorations. And where shit. if you walk into a Home Depot in another month in September, I they mean, will yeah. have Christmas trees. Next week. And we will say, what in the hell is wrong with this country? But at the same time, we will be totally We'll totally buy in yeah. when it comes to Christmas time. Well, right? and we were, but it takes three months of preparation to get you there. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier, and I told you to save it because you were going off on a tangent. But you brought up the point that no one would give a shit. Like, no, if you didn't, if you didn't do it now, no. you're not gonna care. If if you didn't start celebrating Christmas in September, <laughs> if you started putting Christmas decorations out at the beginning of December, nobody would give a shit. <laughs> nobody would fucking care. You don't give them enough time. You need to give people three months to buy all the garbage that yeah. they don't need to celebrate a one day holiday. We're but we're just we're just it's silly. We're just. Silly it's, creatures. It's just, How are we highest on the food chain? How? I mean, we still have the best brains. But, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> that we get to do all these yeah, dumb things. Yeah, the fact yeah. that we are even no, debating true. this. Yeah. Um, uh, um, 
so going the the taste isn't even good. I no one chugs or slams down a few like PSLs or uh, <laughs> Sam Adams pumpkin spice beers like throughout the week. Like you have a beer, you have like, oh, a there it is. one. Yep, that's but, it. But Tastes that's what like I'm it. saying Bye. is that it is for the trend. Like it is just for getting to be seen doing being participating in this new American tradition that we have because it doesn't taste very good. Those those winter brews like those Christmas ales that Sam Adams comes out with, ugh, too much. Too many I see. I, I I think they're fine. I like those kind of beers, but at the same time, I think with the pumpkin beers, when you have or pumpkin anything, if it's beer or if it's coffee, um, you're just you are you're jumping on a bandwagon that is that nobody really cares about. It, yeah, it just seems now, weird to me because it feels like people are racing to jump on a bandwagon that really doesn't have a ton of buy in. When I was in, when I was doing beer, uh, just to go back to this really quick, the pumpkin beers that went out there, if you could see the amount of cases, some of, some of these, these liquor stores would buy like 30 cases of these pumpkin beers because they used to be big sellers because they were the only people that made pumpkin beers. And then all of a sudden, one year, yeah. everybody made pumpkin beer. Well, and this goes. Back and then to- what happened? They were sitting on cases of pumpkin beer, and they're trying to. They're giving it away yeah. in the springtime. Right. They've been this beer's eight months old. It's yeah. so out of code. Nobody wants to drink this crap. Well, they're like, just take it. And you know what some places would do? They just hide it in the cellar. And then they bring it no up. No fucking way. Oh, you hell You can't yeah. do that, though. The fuck you can't? That's how these liquor stores <laughs> operate. That's fuck you. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's how all these places operate. I know, but operate. doesn't that shit go bad? Of course it does, but you don't know that. It, the label looks the same. 2016 uh, and 2017's label's the same. These, It's 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 scale. It's a, it's a economy of scale. They're it's, not going to buy new labels for 2016 over 2017. They put the same labels out. They don't want to change it because they know the old product's going to sit out there on top of it. This goes back to what you're saying about the hot sauce what's that right just earlier just like you 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 had a craft brewery story when we were talking about the hot sauce earlier i'm just like when, once someone you know uh uh grabs wind of it then every craft whatever is gonna try and recreate the same flavor or the same spice or yeah yeah i mean it's a, it's a it's a copycat environment i yeah. think <clears throat> with pumpkin spice with hot sauce with with beer whatever it is, when something catches on, you when you have a crowded market, when you have a very competitive market, it's a copycat league. Yeah. It's a copycat league. Uh, really fast before we move on. Um, so from psychology today, uh, people are most likely to commit suicide around Christmas time. False. Contrary oh. to popular belief, the suicide rate peaks in the springtime, not the wintertime. This is probably because the rebirth that marks springtime accentuates feelings of hopelessness and those already mm. suffering with it. In contrast, around Christmas time, most people with suicidal thoughts are offered some degree of protection by the proximity of their relatives. And, at least in the northern hemisphere, the prospect of things getting better from here. That was in quotes. That, part's that actually sense. makes total sense to me, though, because when I was, you know... It, if I'm ever in my most depressed state, the last place that I want to be is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Cause all Facebook is, is people self propagate, like it's self propagation. Mm-hmm. So they're just, everybody's like, Hey, here's the greatest thing that I just did today. Look how great my life is. Look how fun this is. And if you are clinically depressed to go on Facebook and see how great everybody's life is, it 
is the most depressing thing yep. in the world. Yeah. So the best thing you can do if you're clinically depressed, stay off social media. Um, all right. Well, Steve, let's, let's, let's move do, on. Let's do one more question. Speaking yeah, of, sure. yeah. On, on that note, <laughs> let's, let's try and give some people some <laughs> advice. That, yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. You certainly are. I'm just a man who <laughs> who's lost everything. <laughs> I'm a man who's just just trying to, to life life is like the smallest grains of sand and I'm just trying to scoop it up <laughs> with the widest gaping fingers. Jesus. Um <laughs> Uh, this one is from Norma Thibodeau. Thibodeau? Is that how you would say it? Sure. Uh, from Cape Elizabeth, Maine. All right. I was actually just in Maine uh, to see some family. So I currently own a small chain of coffee shops in coastal Maine. Hmm. I'm starting to feel that ethically I should do everything I can to make my business eco-friendly. But it's so expensive. My profit margins won't disappear per se but they are significantly dis- diminished so i'm guessing it's kind of written weird but i think what she's trying to say is if she goes eco-friendly she's her profit mar- margins aren't going to disappear but they're going to be significantly diminished so are people willing to pay extra for their drinks if they know they're responsibly produced my beans are already fair trade so wait what the fuck is going on here or will i lose a lot of customers so it sounds like she's already doing the legwork in terms of making it eco-friendly, responsibly produced, but she just needs to market it now? Is that? Yeah. Um, yes. And I think, I, though, this reminds me of a story. Uh, my ex was one babysat for a family <laughs> mm-hmm. who had like a very eco-friendly um, sandwich shop. And okay. he, the amount of trash that he put out was like, uh, I might be exaggerating, but it was like a bag every week you know, versus like a bag every night, you know? And that was because he had disposable this and disposable that, and you didn't get this, like you didn't get plates and you didn't get this type of cup, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But it was expensive. It didn't work out, unfortunately. Um, And it's such a good idea, but it's it's hard because I think the user experience kind of goes down, Mm -hmm. you know, because you kind of have to like make some adjustments that you might not be used to. And... Yeah, you don't. You do have to pay more to go eco friendly, you know. So first of all, I mean, yeah, I totally hear her when she says it's so expensive and her profit margins she's having trouble with. But to your point, yeah, I, it just sounds like a marketing problem at this point in the road, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and I think that uh, a lot of. <clears throat> companies run into this that are trying to to do this sort of thing where when when we go out as people if we're going out to eat or drink or whatever it, in a way we're, we we kind of want to be pampered mm-hmm. and we kind of want to yep. have that's what i'm saying something of value where we're pampered as well right um and so there's not a you've got to tap into a self-righteous community that's willing to pay a premium to to sort of pat themselves on the back and say that like I'm I am doing this because I'm more noble than you. But, you know, in the end, um there are so many people that are just willing to go buy a five dollar thing of Folgers crystals. Right. <laughs> and they don't care about that. And <clears throat> so it really comes down to 
who are you trying to target with this? And you have to really explain, like you need to make it explicit in terms of what you're trying to, to do with mm-hmm. the business, right? Wouldn't you think? I mean, you're the marketing guy, it's, but it's, I think that... It's a niche yeah. market because when you go to, let's say, Starbucks, like you know that they're not eco-friendly, but they do have those eco-friendly this or that or statements on the side of their cups or whatever. Or you go to Chipotle right. and they have those bags. They decorate their bags with just those messages. But they're still a franchise and they're still a business. So they, in order to make money, you have to unfortunately make those decisions that are not eco-friendly, you know? So if you go all the way, I think that's fine. I think that's noble, but it is a niche market because to your point of like people want to be pampered Mm -hmm. where it might be like a noble statement to some others will just be like, I don't know. I'd rather just go to somewhere where, you know, the kids are at the babysitters and, you know, we're going out. So I want to do it all. Like I want someone yeah. else to do it all for me. You yeah. Know? You and want, that's shitty. It's you shitty. You want but quality, but you don't always need to like prescribe to changing the earth. Yeah. So it can be done. I think so. it just takes a little bit more of an imagination when it comes to marketing. And it, it takes a little bit more uh, aggression in a certain way of like, getting that niche market right away versus casting a wide net out into the market. Yeah. You know, and then once it picks up and becomes trendy, then people will go there. I mean, I used to live in Roscoe village and I, there was that vegan place. Um, I don't know if it's there anymore, but those, those places, yeah, you're just, you're going to have different problems than other places are going to have, you know, you're casting a smaller net. You're just casting a smaller net. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It still is there. Yeah. So it can work. It can I mean, work. Because I, I lived in Roscoe Village for, I don't know, I haven't lived there for like four years and it seems to still be there. Yeah. So, yeah. Best yeah, there's luck. a handful. Yeah, best of luck with that. I love it. Uh, so, moving on, we're let's jump into our next great ideas yeah, for the you week. Lo- and we love these. Uh, Steve, I, I, I hope. Do you, want, do you want me to go first? It's up to you. I, here's the thing. Now, if you listen to the show, you know that I always kind of prepare something with a little bit of music and. And I did it again this week. However, I will say, I always like to try to keep it a secret to Steve. Yeah. And I wrote this while he was in the room. So I wasn't able to actually test this out okay. yet. Usually I'm able to like test it out, but I haven't been able to do it yet. So um, we're going to see how this works. Oh, and uh, Steve, do you want music? I don't. Well, let's see how, let's see how his, let's see how his goes. And then I'll So I'm, I'm going to start this music. one first. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so producer Drew, if you could... Um, just bring up the volume on my computer, just if you could. Oh, that's great. Okay. Oh um, hey, Steve. Yeah? When you think of squirt guns, what do you think of? I think of... If my- you yep. said the Triple X Face Blaster, you're close. Because Ty- <laughs> Taika Nimi has released the Quad X Face Melter Plus with... Battery acid. Welcome to the world of awesomeness, motherfuckers, with the Quad X Face Melter Plus with battery acid. This ain't your daddy's super soaker, bitches. With the Quad X Face Melter Plus, we pack each blast with 250 PSI's of blasting power. 
the battery acid reservoir precisely doses each skin-shredding blast with point zero 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 seven three percent of pure, unadulterated battery acid. Just one pump of the Quad X will make sure your victim knows you mean business. Can't comprehend, compadre? Let's listen to a satisfied customer. I use my super soak, my children with squirt guns, but that's pushy shit. With the Quad X Face Melter Plus with battery acid, I can give them third degree burns and teach them to stop playing Angry Birds on Pop Pop's Kindle Fire. Quad X Face Melter Plus is extreme! Available at any local hardware store, anywhere! Don't just walk, blush your way there! Quad X Face Melter Plus with battery acid. Take your squirt gun to the extreme! <laughs> wow. Wow. What was that? What was that accent? Where are these sold? <laughs> That was that, that was, testimonial. That was my Pittsburgh accent. That was the Pittsburgh <laughs> accent. Yeah. There it goes. Producer yeah. Drew confirms it. Pittsburgh yeah. accent. And teach him to stop playing with Angry Birds on Pop Pop's Kindle Fire. It's it was so close to British. <laughs> it was so close to British. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't been there in a while. So what uh, Drew Drew said it's dead on. Um, so what's go? Can you recap it? I always like when you recap it. Yeah. So it's a squirt gun. Yeah. It, I mean it. Think, yeah, think, think super soak, think super soaker at 250 PSIs with just a little bit of battery acid. So that the, the stakes are higher. The stakes are higher. The stakes are extreme. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, good. Um, so I, you know me, I, I've been really exploring this whole dog genre so i googled my next great idea i don't have one because when i googled it it already exists it's a uh uh dog sex toy <laughs> these exist producer drew if you could look at this uh-huh. could you look at this there it is yeah yep yeah. dog oh. sex toy so right, it, it is a what looks like another dog mm-hmm. um but it is just it's just a piece of furniture that you have in your house that okay. your dog can hump Mm-hmm. Now, while I was looking at this, Chris, I found a whole bunch of ridiculous pet products okay. uh, that I would like to just take a few minutes to um, tell you about. Um, the overhead playground for cats. Would you ever get this for your for your cat, Fuff? Oh, God, no. That's Where you just, horrible. You line your walls just with yeah, like, this jungle gyms? And, and as Steve likes to do show pictures on a podcast, mm-hmm. there are like bridges and little platforms that are just all over this person's wall and ceiling. And this cat is just, you know, going to run through their, like, why would why do you, you want to do that? Why would you want to let your cat like just take your house over in terms of space? Well, you have cat scratches and stuff like that. That takes up space. Do, yeah. But I don't create do a million bridges and platforms on every single wall. Cause for they this can cat. climb shelves. And Cause stuff they can, like yeah, they can sit on a couch. <laughs> okay, you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <sighs> ah. Wow, Sherry. That was some real great sex. Yes, Dan. I agree. 
But Sherry? Yes, Dan? Sigh. What is it, Stan? I don't know. Go on. Tell me, Stan. It's just... It's just little Chewy. Chewy? Our dog? Yeah. Well, what's wrong? I'm just... I just feel bad for him. Why, Stan? Well, he's looking at us through the doorway, just having great sex, drunk on wine, and he doesn't get any love for himself. Well, Stan, I certainly can't do anything for that, if you know what I mean. No, I know, Sherry. I just wish... What, Stan? I just wish there was a product out there <laughs> that my dog could have sex with. <laughs> that way we could all join in on the fun. Wow. So you're talking like a weird foursome where we're having sex and then Chewie's having sex with a piece of furniture? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Well, what will the guests think when they come over? Like, well, we're friends and they just see this piece of furniture. Well, let's find out. And then the whole party comes over. And then it's just a montage of just everybody oh, yeah. laughing. Then, the, the, I liked it, Steve. I loved it. I liked the music. You'll play the music later. Yeah, we'll play the music later. It's no big deal. Um, what did you learn today? I learned a lot. This was a good episode. Uh, for me, just in... I got to... You know... If you, if you could put it into one word... Mm-hmm. What would you say that one word would be? Cyborg blue whales. Okay, that's two words, but sure. No, hyphened. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Counts as one word. Counts as one word. That, that lovable hyphen. I would, I would say, and I'll, I'll say mine if you want to jump in. Go ahead. Um, I think today was more about control. This mm. idea of having control over markets over yeah. people's tastes over whatever over life forms yeah we talked a lot about controlling things yeah. and, and and thinking that the human hand has to be involved in everything that we do and i i just don't i don't agree if there's one thing that you have to have control in what is it one thing in your life day my, to day i mean my bowels nice. i mean I, I would think right yeah 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 no no doubt about that <laughs> So I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's so, a wrap. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Inferior Men. Sorry for the slow exit. But be sure to follow us on Twitter at Inferior Men and find us at InferiorMen.com. Inferior Men is a part of the Universe Head Podcast Network. Go to UniverseHead.com for more information and exclusive content. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Google Play and Stitcher. We'll see you next week. And remember... The superior man cares about virtue. The inferior man cares about material things. And we are inferior inferior men. men. All right, guys. Have a great night and good luck. Good fucking luck. (laughs)